Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Hello, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. And I also appreciate the positive feedback we've received so far and want to encourage all of our listeners to subscribe to this on iTunes or Podbean. And as I've stated before, there's lots of hidden treasure in our network when it comes to leadership insight and acumen, and our goal is to uncover that wisdom and share it with you. Now, in our last podcast, I talked with Kevin Beeson, lead pastor of River City Church in Lewiston, Idaho, about how to navigate change. And in part one, he shared his story about how River City Church has tried for years to find a new venue. Their venue they're in right now is built in 1924, limited parking, limited seating, and it's been a challenge for them. But now, finally, they're moving into a high school auditorium in the fall, and so it's a big change for them. It's exciting. And so he shares that journey in part one, and I'd encourage you to go back and listen to part one. But in part two, coming up, he's going to talk about how he specifically communicated that change and has communicated to his staff, his leaders, his congregation. That's important. And he's also going to talk about the steps of execution, how have they executed that change? What's the process they've taken their staff, leaders, and congregation through so they actually can get this change accomplished and be successful? So I think you're going to really enjoy the content coming up, and I want to encourage you to listen now to Kevin Beeson as he shares about how to navigate change. So you guys are moving in the fall into Clarkson High School, and, and uh, you know, that's a whole thing. I, I, I know you're developing a, a portable, um, you know, church uh, a whole setup for you. You got all that happening. Um, you know, what are what are some of the things, the challenges that you face? Here you are. It's uh, almost the beginning of July. Um, as you look at that, regarding you know your your leaders, your staff, your leaders, your congregation, you kind of have different levels of uh, you know people that you're working with and trying to take with you. What? How are you dealing with that? That seems like a big uh, big challenge. <laughs> it, it is a big challenge. I have to admit, it's 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 a little. There's a little bit of intrepidation. Um, you know, it, there's like a. I guess I think it's a healthy intrepidation and fear. I'm not fearful, like you know, curled up in the corner in a fetal position, kind of. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> I only do that. I only have that position when I haven't drank my morning coffee. But um, <laughs> I, you know, when you think about moving you know you know about 500 people on the weekends uprooting and and going to a mobile venue some people go well that's kind of stupid but you know what i i think i i'm the little bit of intrepidation and fear i have is is definitely much less than the than the passion and the burden to reach the hurting and broken and far from god and i'm like the greatest and some people have said to me kevin what's the what's the greatest risk you know um what's uh, that that when we had our family meeting and talked about this that we're going to do this somebody said well what's the greatest risk and it was actually one of our elders wives that said this in, in a meeting she said and i repeated it at this family meeting she says the greatest risk is that we do nothing that we yeah. stay and I and I like that, and that's really stuck with me because I think that's absolutely right. That the greatest risk is that we do nothing, or that we stay comfortable, or that we, because of fear of failure, that we don't go for it. And so I think one of the, you know, as far as challenges, I think that 
overcoming that fear barrier is a big one and letting fear be, uh, I like to say it this way is that, you know, failure can either paralyze you or propel you. Mm. And, um, and in, when you look at your past situations, I think we, you know, we all have a set of lenses that we look at life through. And so it's easy to kind of look at this future thing and God, this opportunity and go, what if it doesn't work, you know, or, or we had this past things that we're not quite sure didn't hit like we thought, uh, are we going to let it paralyze us or are we going to cross the river? You know, are we going to go for it? And, and so the challenges I think are, uh, to, first of all, personally for me was to address those things in my heart, uh, as a leader and, and, you know, answer those from a, an elder level and, uh, with the kind of the core leadership, but then also to, to answer those at a, at a mid-level leader, you know, what about, what about those mid-level leaders? What, uh, how do I get them to answer their questions and to be in a forum where they feel like they can ask questions and there's dialogue. And, and so we've done that. And then, then you roll it out to the congregation and give them a chance to voice their perspective and concern. And, and when we did that, what we found is that people's, you know, you always kind of go into those meetings and go, okay, God, what's going to happen? Um, you know, you're a little, you just don't know. There's always the unknown and um, pleasantly surprised that people were more than excited to go. Yes, we're doing something. We're going for it. We're mm-hmm. something new's happening. We're trying awesome. something. We're, mm-hmm. you know, cause everybody, of course, everybody known, everybody's known we're going to move eventually. And so we're saying this isn't our, you know, the vision hasn't changed. And I think that's important that your vision doesn't, doesn't, isn't willy nilly, you know, isn't, <laughs> Maybe that's an American term, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that it's, it's not, it's not just all over the map and changes every three months. You know, mm-hmm. I said, you know, the vision for us to get a new, uh, a permanent facility that's bigger, that vision still stays the same. And, and mm-hmm. this is just a step in between that. We're still targeting that, that tar- the target hasn't changed. This is just a step, a step in between. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this will allow us to grow. Uh, and, and, and what it'll, what it'll actually do is it'll allow us to see what kind of building we really need to buy or rebuild or, you know, or remodel or, or build in the future. Because the, the facility we're going to is, has a 900-seat auditorium. It's a pretty good-sized auditorium. And yeah, so, no kidding. You know, it'll, it'll definitely handle some growth. So, yeah. so yeah. you know, so the challenges personally for me were, I think, just saying yes to God and saying yes to uh, to saying, God, I have a little bit of fear, but I'm going to, I'm going to trust you to lead in this. And, and really, you know, the, the worst thing to me that I'm risking is just, is my pride. And, um, and I'm like, God, this isn't about me. It's not my, it's not my church. It's your church. Right. <laughs> You're the lead pastor, right? Yeah, that's and I'm, good. I'm just, I'm just here to carry out your orders, you know, and, uh, and your, and your mission. And then, you know, the challenges in, in the, the rolling it out to your, your, your leadership and and your congregation are just, I think the the more people the the more people you have, the more slowly in a sense you kind of have to go and the more strategic. But I, I look at it kind of like, you know, like a pond has. If you throw a rock yes. in the middle of a pond, there's like yeah. ripples. And yes. I think you kind of start with your core your core people, uh, your core leadership, and your elders, and your and if you have staff, your staff, or those are your, your kind of your key ministry people. And then you roll it out that way and, and eventually to the, the overall congregation. And, and you make sure that you have a forum where you can get feedback and you can get perspectives and mm-hmm. that everybody's praying into it. And, you know, because the nature is, of all, for all of us, is change is hard. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. change is challenging just because it's different, you know, and mm-hmm. different is not always on our <laughs> change is not always our favorite thing. But when yeah. we give up, what I try to help people see is that we acknowledge that change is difficult and change is hard, but it's ultimately this isn't about our comfort. This isn't about what's familiar and just we just want to have it be familiar. This is about souls. This is about yeah. reaching <laughs> the hurting yeah. and the broken. And we got in our community of about 50,000, you know, we've got at least 30,000 people that are totally unchurched. Yeah. And it's yeah. so, man, there's a lot of people for us to reach. Yeah. No, that's and not right. just us. I mean, we're just one, you know, we're just one church, you know, of, yeah. of amongst many in the Valley. And, but I know God's given us a number of people that we're supposed to minister to and touch and be a part of our family. And so we yeah. want to reach those. We want that's to be excellent. a steward of those. So yeah. I I had someone tell me one time, you know, regarding church leadership, they said, you can never communicate too much. You can never communicate too much. <laughs> they just stress that, that, you know, repetition and, you know, sometimes we think, oh, everybody understands this and has this, but they don't because, you know, it's clear with us, but not with them. So let me ask you this quick question. What are some of the ways that you have communicated um, you know, work to maybe communicate this through your congregation, you know, that ripple effect and, and kind of different levels. You know, I, knowing you, you have a number of different things you do. Can you just share maybe some of the ways you've, you've kind of been proactive in doing that? Sure, I, I will, but I also want to preface it with, you know, I'm not sure we're doing this great, but I'll share what we're doing. Sure. I'm not on this podcast because I'm an expert. I'm on this podcast because I'm in the fray doing the stuff like Absolutely. everybody else listening to this. We, and we understand. And so that. if we can Absolutely. each glean a little from each other, then you know, hopefully that's helpful. Uh, I, I think first and foremost, the way you get the word out is you. Uh, what I try to do is kind of t- make a strategic list of the key influencers uh, in in the body. So once the decision, you know, once the, once the, yes, we really believe this is what God wants us to do as a next step, then it's who are, who are all those key people? And sometimes those key people are uh, not officially in roles in your church. Sometimes they're, they're just people that are key influencers. They're convocators, they're gatherers, they're people that, you know, have a lot of people that listen to them. And so I try to make that list and, and, it depends how big that list is. Sometimes I try to meet with them individually myself. Sometimes I'll pick those, that top 10 and I'll, I'll meet with them myself. And then sometimes I divvy those out to other people. And I, you know, cause I feel like, you know, it, for one, you want their, their input, their feedback. And so you give them an opportunity and you, and you value them by meeting with them. So there's some real strategic uh, relational face to face time first and foremost. And then um, in, in, even individually is what I mean. And then I try to do some small group gatherings. I talk, first I'll talk to that broader group of leaders and I'll, you know, share the heart of um, what we're going to do and the, the kind of these are the key things I w- would like to see us all communicate when you talk with those that you're leading. So if you're in kids, if you're the kids ministry leader or you're the worship leader or you're the small groups leader, I'll, I'll gather the, those guys. And then I'll talk about, okay, when you, uh, pastor Hugh is our small groups leaders, life groups, we call them. And I say, okay, pastor Hugh, when you meet with your life group leaders to talk about this or when you're having coffee with them, you know, this is, 
just make sure you mention it and give them a chance to give some thoughts and feedback and pray with them about it. And, and so in a sense, what happens is it, is it kind of, it rolls out organically that way. And then we've had big gatherings like, you know, we'll call family meetings that are open to everybody and anybody who wants to come. And what you find is that people that are really interested, they come, you know, people who like, yeah, I trust you guys just go for it. A lot of times they don't, you know, they just like, Hey, we're good. You know? And, um, but you know, for us, we might get, for instance, a hundred people at a family meeting like that when we've had it, but it's amazing how they share, you know, what they hear, they share. And so, um, so you do, so you do that. Um, we, of course, on Sundays, we will, I'll share it in a sermon. I'll, I'll mention it. I'll talk about it. Um, we have, we have uh, noon prayer every Wednesday. We'll pray for this move and what's behind it. We'll pray for our community and we'll tie it into the move. Um, and so things like that. But I think a lot of it is, is, is those organic conversations that happen. But I, I'm, I'm strategically making sure that those that are, um, you know, key leaders are, we're all kind of saying the same thing, not, not like robots, but we all kind of yeah. have the high points the same. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's, that, that's sort of the strategy we've got, uh, at the end of July here, we've got a big vision night, uh, vision. We're calling, we're calling it the, the rally of CHS rally and rollout. And we're going to, we're going to share some of the stuff we're doing, uh, promotional wise, uh, advertising. We're going to, you know, we're going to have a prayer time. Uh, so we're, we're trying to really do some strategic prayer things, some prayer walking, um, some prayer gatherings and some morning prayer gatherings and walkings that we'll do around our city, um, and of course we'll have, we're going to have like our five primary points that we'll be praying into. And of course, you know, you're going to pray more than five things, but if we can say, Hey, let's make sure we cover these five things in prayer. But really, we just know that prayer is the key. Um, is God's ultimately God's got to, God's got to do the, do the heart work, right? We plant, yeah. we water, but he brings the growth. So that's great. Um, wow. so yeah, so those are, those are some of the things that there's more, but that's, those are the kind of the core things that we've done and are yeah. doing. No, that's that's excellent. I think uh, I think people can see, and uh, myself included, just that those intentional, you know, many different aspects, as many as possible, just just helps. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think one one thing I'd like to do just for us, as we kind of maybe um, one last thing to look at is, um, I'd just be curious. Uh, you you shared something with me about uh, a concept that you're working with. Uh, and, and this is more, I think, on a staff level, um, people that are carrying the ball. But it, it was to do with uh, the difference between the whirlwind and then those bigger goals. Um, could you mm-hmm. maybe briefly share about that? It might might just help because I think all of us, you know, have all the regular routine. And sometimes when we when we want to make change, uh, it's like, wow, how am I going to make this transition? It's already busy enough here. Now we're going to add in all this. And wow, right. uh, this is going to really tax us. So I think you have some keys you're working with. If you could just share that, Kev, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, that's a thanks for that question. Um, we I, I read a book recently. I, I love to read, and um, this is not a Christian book necessarily. It's a business book, but it's it's entitled "The Four Disciplines of Execution," and um, and basically it's about how do you achieve. Uh, your he he would entitle it your wildly important goals 
And so your wigs. He uses two const <laughs> Your wigs, uh, the wigs. That's wildly important goals. And and the authors in this book are are basically talking. You know, they've got lots of case studies and examples of organizations and companies and and how basically you have your whirlwind, which is just your normal daily activity, weekly activity that all of us are involved in and, uh, you know, and consumes, consumes your day and your week. In ministry, same thing, business, family, all those things. That's your whirlwind. But then when you set goals that are outside of the normal, how do you achieve those not just individually, but how do you take a team or a group of people, in this case for us, a church, and how do you help them get on board with that goal? So first of all, you've got to identify that, that wig or that wildly important goal. And obviously for us, it's right now the wildly important goal for us as a staff, especially is how do we help take our teams and launch uh, September 10th, 2017, well, successful, and all that. And so as I read through this book, I, I felt like what happened for me was it I kind of had some aha moments about about setting goals as a team and getting us all on the same page. And and he talks about kind of just basically just simp- four simple things. The first thing is 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 to first determine what your wildly important goal is and then focus on one thing. So the hardest part is to narrow it to one, and then and then to act on what he calls the lead measures. So the lead measures are those things in a sense that would move, move the, the rock uh, uh, towards the goal. So it's kind of hard to, to do it without a visual here. I'm such a drawing kind of person, a visual person, but <laughs> if you can imagine, podcast, if you can imagine, yeah, if you can imagine a lever with a rock on the end of it, like it's, teeter-totter kind of situation and you're like how do I move that big rock well they say we'll just get a longer lever so you stick a board under that rock and the the lead measures are the in a sense the pressure or the action points at the end of that board that would move the rock right so it's basically little baby action steps that eventually will help you achieve the goal so you need to determine what are those action steps and then you know then you keep you keep chipping away at the action steps and eventually uh, the rock moves or you hit your goal. Right. Right. And then, and then another piece of that was that you should have a, some kind of scoreboard, um, some way to keep track of, are we winning? And then fourthly, you need accountability. So the way this works out for us as a staff is I had everybody on staff. Um, you know, we all came together. We determined what the wildly important goal was. That was easy. And then, uh, then we're like, okay, in your areas, what are you responsible for? So if you're in kids ministry, and in charge of the growth track. Okay, what are the, what is everything that you're going to need to do? Reverse engineer. Look at look at where we're going to go and what needs to change, and then backwards engineer that thing. What is every action step? And you know, literally, each of us came up with hundreds of action steps <laughs> like in every one of our areas, right? Because then you're like, ah, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So what what we do every Tuesday for the first 15 minutes of our staff meeting. We literally have a scoreboard up in our staff room, and we have determined on a little post-it note what are the, we just said we're all going to commit to taking a minimum of three actions a week that are directly related to the WIG, to the wildly important goal. And you're going to write them down on the note sheet. We put them up on the scoreboard, and then the next week we've got to report whether we did them or we didn't do them. So there's our accountability. And so we literally have a bar graph showing our score. Like we should be at 120 and we're only at 119, you know, but it's, it's pretty embarrassing if you get up there and you have to go, well, I put 
four goal action steps on here and I only did two. You know, that, that accountability helps. And so it's amazing how, you know, every one of us can be totally consumed with the whirlwind, but just by having those identified wow. action steps and then a little bit of accountability weekly, how we move the lever, right? And the rock wow. gets moved. And so that's great. That's really helped us. That's really helped us. No, oh, that's fantastic. I don't know if that, that, that makes sense, makes sense or not, but that's, that's what we're doing. Well, when you shared that with me, I just thought that is a very practical uh, process. Maybe just list those four yeah. steps again. And uh... Okay, sure. For the first, um, really the first discipline, it's the four disciplines of execution, but the first one is focus on the wildly important goal. Uh, so you're, you you got to determine it and then just focus on it, right? Because that's part of it. I know for me, I'm a little ADD, so I struggle to, I struggle to just focus, honestly. So, but that's just personally. But then to try to get, you know, four to ten people, leaders, to say, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna focus on the same goal. Like just to determine that goal and say we're gonna focus it's on a it. Big deal. That's challenging because yeah. everybody's got their own whirlwind, right? So you know, everybody's got plenty to do. Nobody's. Most people aren't sitting around bored. Most people. <laughs> Some, true. Yes. <laughs> so that first one, focus on the goal and then act on the lead measures. So determine those action steps really. Right. And what are the things that you can do? Reverse engineer your area. And then, you know, and then have a scoreboard mm-hmm. and, and, and measure, like have a visual representation of That's how excellent. you're doing. I like the way you're doing that. Are we winning? Yeah. Are we not winning? And then, and then create a cadence of accountability is the way they cool. state it. But it's, nice. it's basically just make sure you have a, some kind of regular meeting where you have to check in and go, how are you doing? How are you not doing? <laughs> and it's simple. Those are really simple, but you got to do them. That's the yeah. Key. No, that's great. And one of the things we're going to, one of the things we're going to do, Ian, is, is we're going to do something we call a hustle day. Uh, and I'm just going to, that's it. And we're just trying that next week actually for the first time. And so what I did this last week is I said, all right, everybody, uh, let's relook through our list. So those, all those action steps, get a, get an upgrade on them. We represented our action steps to the whole group and so that was good because everybody kind of goes, oh, oh, I for- oh, oh, actually, I was doing that one. I didn't know you were doing that one. <laughs> so you kind of get a kind of get a revamp. Everybody's on the same page. Get an upgrade. We got to upgrade our action lists, and and then you also can celebrate because you know you already made progress. It's kind of cool. But then next week we're going to say, okay, we're going to take a whole day, and we're not going to work on. Don't schedule any appointments. Don't work on your whirlwind. This is all about focus. So we're going to try to build some fun to that. We're going to have lunch together. We may go to a movie at the end of the day together because we'll all be, you know, brain dead. We're going to try to have some fun in there too, but but we're going to make the whole day about let's do nothing but just take a whole day and chip away at these action steps. feel like we get some big momentum for the week. So we're going to try to work in some hustle days like that in July to feel like we make some big leaps versus just three or four tasks. I really like that. I really like that. I think, I think you're going to see huge fruit from that, obviously. And I, I just appreciate you sharing all this practical stuff with all of us. I think we can all benefit. Sure. And uh, sure. see everyone on the podcast. I told you this would be worth your time. This, this guy's excellent. <laughs> so Kevin, I think what we would like to do, we're just kind of here at the wrap up point, but I just so appreciate you sharing all that background and just kind of your journey. I think you learn a lot from that communication then obviously these four points you just made. Thank you so very much. And I wonder yeah, you're welcome. before we close off, if you would just pray a prayer of blessing for all of us, just as we in our own uh, leadership areas, whether it's in our churches and some people might be listening and they lead in their business and, uh, and just 
just that we'd all have that wisdom and we could all take some of these principles as we lead others through transition. Would you just pray for us? Absolutely. Well, dear Lord, uh, Heavenly Father, we we thank you so much for what you're doing uh, in and through us and, and through the LifeLinks Network. And God, we, uh, we recognize that, uh, God, that you have a, a call on every person's life. And, and, Lord, you called us to steward that call and those that you've entrusted to us. And so, Lord, I'm, I was thinking about the different pastors, the LifeLinks churches across the uh, U.S., Canada, and around the world, Lord. All around the world, it's an amazing thing. And, and God, I believe you called many of us, God, to even um, to be hub churches, God, churches where yes. we plant other churches and parent churches yes. and parent right. others. And so we're all called to make disciples. Uh, Lord, some of us are, are called to to make uh, plant churches that plant churches. And so, God, uh, thank you for those, all of those, all on the spectrum, God. It's it's all important and it's all kingdom work. And so, God, I'm praying for just encouragement today for every one of us, uh, everybody who's listening to this podcast, to, to step into and lean into uh, taking faith steps for you, God, and where there might be lids or hindrances to that or might just be who knows what it is god i pray you'd help us overcome help us move through those to trust you despite even the past to 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 let it to let even supposed failures and and real failures uh, not paralyze paralyze us anymore but to propel us so god we're believing you for breakthrough believing you for fruit and we're believing you for souls uh, God, thank you that you give us the privilege of preaching the good news of the gospel and the making disciples all around the world. And, and Lord, help us to remember that we plant, we water, but you bring the increase. You bring the growth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. That's a great prayer. And I yeah, appreciate, again, all your insight and wisdom. Thanks for taking the time with us. And thank you to all you who took the time to listen to this podcast god bless you just uh as i mentioned subscribe and uh, you'll be notified when our next one comes out and we're looking forward to uh having a great summer i hope everyone listening has a great summer i hope you have a great summer kevin thank you for joining us for the lifelinks leadership podcast if you have any questions or comments please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org